The Torah describes the scene that would take place at Harival and Hargrizim when the Bnei Israel would eventually enter Eretz Yisrael and thereby enter a new bris, a new covenant with Hashem at that time. The Bnei Israel would stand atop the two mountains while the Kohanim and the Levim would stand in the valley below. And the Kohanim and Levim would announce a series of blessings and curses in the form of very specific averos. They would announce that blessed is the person who does not engage in such and such an act, and cursed is the person who does engage in such and such an act. And the Bnei Israel would answer in the affirmative, Amen. And this would go on until the end of the series of, once again, what the Torah describes as very specific averos, all until the very last curse, where the Torah writes as follows, in Dvarim, Chavav, Chavav, 2626, Cursed is the person that does not uphold or fulfill the words of this Torah, la sam to do them, to perform them, va'amar kal ha'amamein, and the entire nation would answer, amen. The question is, what is this final pasuk, this final curse, really referring to? It sounds like a pretty broad description of someone who doesn't fulfill the ratzon of the Torah, but if that's the case, then why were the other curses necessary? If this is a one fell swoop pasuk, that would be an umbrella and envelop the entire Torah at large, so you don't really need to get more specific. And if we were specific before, with mentioning very specific Averos, so then what's the point in broadening it out to everything? Again, why specify anything at all if we're going to have this broader statement? So the question is, who really is the person who is lo yakimis devrehatarazos la asosa sam? And we'll address that question as we enter another dimension. A dimension not only of pshat, but of remez, drash, and sod. A journey to a mystifying paradise of Parsha and imagination, which we call the Parsha Pardes. Welcome to Parsha Pardes or Parsha Paradise here at the database of Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, where this week's Parsha is Parsha Kisavo. And if you enjoy these shiurim and others like it on the podcast and want to partner up with us here with a sponsorship, or if you have questions, comments, concerns, or recommendations, or you want to join the database podcast WhatsApp group for updates and links for every uploaded shear, then all you have to do is reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's thedatabase, B-E-I-S at gmail.com. Now, the question, once again, is why does the Torah broaden out the curses? What was the point in specifying specific ones if all of the Torah was supposed to be included in this particular pasuk? Once again, So who is this individual? After we already mentioned several other curses, for example, the Torah mentioned someone who is shochev im eshes aviv, someone who sleeps with his father's wife, or someone who is shochev im kol someone who sleeps with an animal, or someone who is mashge iver baderech, he misguides a person, he violates lifnei iver. We have several different examples of things that a person might do. And, of course, these individuals are all cursed, and again, everyone answers amen to these curses. So then, what was the point in isolating 10, 11 different averos if we were just going to once again broaden out the curse to anyone who doesn't fulfill the Torah? Like, what's the point? Why specify any if we plan on broadening it out? Or are we broadening it out? So we have to figure out what does this final Pasuk really refer to. So Rashi reads the Pasuk quite like it sounds. 
that it sounds like, yeah, the Torah is really broadening out its azhara, its warning to really the entire Torah. What you would then have to answer is why the Torah specifies any others. So, really, this question can be answered by the Rashbam. The Rashbam does not really look at this particular curse as a reference to the entire rest of the Torah, but says the Rashbam, any other averos that could be committed baseser in private. In other words, if you take a look at all of the rest of the averos, all the rest of the curses that the Torah mentions at this time, all of them are averos that notoriously can be committed and are typically committed in private. And the whole point of the curses is to suggest, even if mankind won't witness you doing this avera, if you're going to lie with your animal, if you're going to commit some kind of act of incest, if you're going to be makere ehu basasa, you're going to try to hit your friend stealthily, whether that's a reference to killing him in a back alley, or just hitting him in a back alley, or just speaking Lashon Hara about him, as Chazal say, all of these averas are averas that can be done behind closed doors, and the Torah is specifying that even if Bezdin won't try you for it, nonetheless, you are cursed anyway. And that's how Rashbam and Rav Hirsch understand the list of the Averos that are cited here. And Rashbam says, any other Averos that you could think of that somehow you can commit it in private, the Torah really is referring to all of those. And the Torah just specifies a few just to depict for you what kinds of Averos you might imagine you do in private and you won't get caught. Nonetheless, you are cursed. Now Rashi clearly understands it more broadly that... However, you're going to understand the rest of the list, whether you're going to take the Rashbam's shot or some other suggestion. But the point is that really, of course, don't think that you're only cursed for violating one mitzvah, one avera, and not for others. The entire Torah, says Rashi, is being included here. And the Ramban and the Rabbeinu Bachia, they quote this Rashi as well, but then they suggest a more specific understanding of what the Pasuk means, that you're not going to uphold the Torah. How do they understand it? They suggest that really what the Torah means when it says that curses the person who is lo yakim is devea terezos la asosasam, what it means is it's actually describing a mindset that a person has to have. Cursed is the person that does not have the following mindset, one of absolute faith in the divine authenticity and legitimacy of the Torah. In other words, the idea that every single mitzvah, every single avera that's described in the Torah, comes specifically from Hashem. There's not a single mitzvah in the Torah that's not from Hashem. And anyone who doesn't believe in that, he is cursed. Anyone who doesn't have that conviction, whether it's about kashras, whether it's about tefillin, mezuzah, tzitzis, Shabbos, whatever it may be, if you, if you believe in your heart that any of these mitzvah surveyors don't come from Hashem, then that's the person who is cursed. And... The Ramban or Benabachi, they also quote other Pshatim based on the Yerushalmi in Sota, Zion Dalid, where they ask the following question. What does it mean you're not upholding the Torah? Is the Torah falling? And we're going to see pretty soon, I'll Sota as well, this suggestion that there are specific individuals who are called upon to be Mekim Esa Torah, meaning you could read this Pasuk as talking about every single person. We each have our own responsibility. However, there are specific people who have a responsibility more than others to be making as a Torah, to not just uphold the Torah, but to hold up the Torah. So who are we referring to? So you can use your imagination. We'll come back to this. 
But to go back to the other pshat that we suggested in the name of the Ramban and the Rabbeinu Bachya, that there's a mindset of, of faith that we're supposed to have in the mitzvos. The Malbim says something very similar along these lines against the philosophers. And I believe the Malbim was specifically referring to the reformers, um, the, the those who began Reform Judaism, who tried to suggest that there is a spirit of the law that exists and not necessarily every single practical mitzvah is absolutely necessary or is it even divine. And, of course, there's a spirit of the Torah that's important and nothing else is. And the Malbim and Rav Hirsch, they fought very hard against the Reformers, um, fighting for, obviously, Orthodox Yiddishkeit. And the Malbim says that this Pusik is specifically talking against that mindset of the philosophers. And it's now suggesting that every part of the Torah, every aspect of mitzvah observance, is meant to be upheld, and it comes from Hashem. And there's not just the spirit of the law. And curse is the person who believes the opposite, that there's just the spirit of the law, there's no, you know, there's no practical aspect of it, and you might say this was an attack against Christian philosophers as well, who believed in a spirit of the law, and that otherwise you can just uproot the rest of the Torah. So that's how many of these Mepharshim understood Al Pipshat, what the Torah is referring to here. But a very interesting remez that we find in the Balaturim has to do with the juxtaposition of this particular Pasuk, Asher Lo Yakim, next to the Pasuk of curses the person who accepts a bribe, Lahakos Nefesh, to kill us, um, another individual, right? Let's say a judge who accepts a bribe in court, and this ends up. Um, Sentencing another person to death, Lomar says the Balaturim has shofichdam over al kolatora that a person who has any complicity in the spilling of innocent blood, he is like someone who violates the entire Torah. He's not making us divrei Torah azos. The way you could understand this very simply, besides for the juxtaposition, and besides for the fact that killing somebody is obviously one of the big three cardinal sins that you have to um, let yourself die before you commit it. We can also suggest that really we know from Chazal that, and we know from the Svar Makadoshim that every single person is a safer Torah. So that if you allow one to fall, you are not being Mekim as Devrei HaTorah. You're not, you're not being Mekim the Torah. You're not upholding the Torah when you're not only perverting justice, but you're allowing a safer Torah, an, um, you know, um, an incarnate safer Torah to be, uh, to, 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 to be fallen. Chas v'shalom. Very interesting drash that we find going back to the Ramban, quoting the same Yerushalmi in Sota, Zion, Dalid. The Gemara discusses again different uh, different interpretations of this pasuk, and the Ramban quotes, "What does it mean to be making a Torah?" So the Ramban interprets the Gemara there as referring to. Um, it's not clear if he's referring to the Gabai or the Magbia, but the Ramban says that, based on the Gemara, that the Torah is describing the act of Hagba. Again, this is probably just Al Pidrash, but the person who does not properly lift up the Torah so that everyone can see the words of the Torah, right? There's some people that, you know, they, they, do, they do a half job when they are doing Hagba. They turn halfway, but, but not everyone's able to see it. And really, the person who is being Magbia Esa Torah, the one who is lifting up the Torah, 
um, whether it's Nusach Svard and um, or, or Adam Mizrahi, where um, or I should say particularly Adam Mizrahi, where they hold up the Torah before Kriyasa Torah, or Ashkenaz when they hold up the Torah after Kriyasa Torah. But the point is, whoever is doing it should make sure that everyone is able to see the words and obviously not to drop the Torah or to let the Torah unravel and the Torah. But the point is, the person who doesn't properly do Hagba, so you have to be very, very careful because according to this drash, the Ramban is saying the curse is the person who doesn't properly do Hagba so that everyone can see the words. Now we move on to Sod, where we return to the specific individuals that have a responsibility to uphold the Torah. This we find in the Kabbalistic Sefer, the Reish Chachma, and he says this in Shar Shuva in um, Gimel Chavtes 3.29, and he's describing what a person could do to be Zoha in Torah. Right, so he says, for example, so now the question is, if a person engages in a certain Avera, this is in Lashon of Rav Huna, if a person engages in such an Avera, he's Chayv Misa, so what should he do? What could he do that he can live? So um, he says that if a person normally reads one daf, he should learn two dafim. If he normally learns one parak, he should learn two prakim. And he continues, Let's say he's not really learned and he's not able to make the time to learn. So he should be mefarnes. He should sustain. He should support Torah with tzedaka. And then he's going to live. Sheilu Neamar, because the pasuk says Arasher Lo Yilamid. It doesn't say the person will be cursed if he doesn't learn. Lo Haisa Tukuma Ella Arasher Lo Yakim. It says cursed is the person in our pasuk who does not be make him, who does not uphold, does not fulfill, does not hold up. Ilu Neamar Eitzchaim Hi Lamilim, but it doesn't say Eitzchaim Hi to those who are to, who those who toil in it. Lo Haisa Tukuma Ella Eitzchaim Hi Lamachazikim, but the people who are machzik the Torah. So, in other words. There's certain people that have a responsibility to be machzik the Torah in terms of their being mafarnesit in providing financial support for it. The Chavetz Chaim pointed at two particular kinds of individuals. Going back to what the Ramban said, and what the Rabbeinu Bachia said, that really there are, yes, the financial obligations that we have to uphold Torah, especially if we're not able to learn as much, but also the Torah leaders. The the rabbanim, the mechanachim, um, every every rav, every rabbi. The point is that there are certain people who have to see to it that the religion is upheld, that we don't have foreign ideologies creeping in and corrupting and perverting the Torah, or this, uh, that we're not being a machshil, the public, we're not causing the, the the masses to tremble because of a misrepresentation of what Ratzon Torah is. There are certain individuals, besides for the fact that every individual has to do his best to uphold the Torah, but chas v'shalom, the Torah, is the Torah falling? Well, if we are not doing our part, especially Torah leaders, not doing their part to make sure that the Torah is communicated and transferred to the next generation properly, so yeah, then cursed is that person who chas v'shalom does not do that, who does not uphold and hold up the Torah. So whether we're talking about financially speaking, or we're talking about spiritually and religiously speaking, each of us in our own way could figure out what our job is. Whether you're, whether, so whether it's it's being mafarnis, it's giving tzedakah, or it's um, it's learning the Torah, or it's teaching the Torah, or it's even lifting the Torah for Hagba. The point is, each of us has our responsibility in being make him and being makayim. It's called the Torah Zos Lasos. So we should be zochah to do that. Thank you for joining us here at the database.